good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Blacksmith's Furnace. With myself, Pete. Man, like Mo, out here, yeah? So wait, hold on. Last week, mm. it was without Robert. Yes. And this week is without Robert again. Indeed. Interesting. Man's gone AWOL. Um, he's, a, he's a pagan, he's, he's doing pagan well, things. <laughs> last week, he wasn't AWOL per se. And this week we kind of know, at least we've got reason to believe why he's not um he's not around, but he's still he's still AWOL, still pagan. Still so, pagan. Yeah. You, you, always, give, you give him you give him way too much credit. <laughs> he's constantly gonna get this smoke. Um but yeah, no. Uh it's it's the heavy hitters again. Uh hope that you guys enjoyed last week's conversation. I did. Um I've been I've been getting some feedback. So shout out first of all, shout out to Tolu. Um from Reason to Behold. Reason to behold. Yeah, Tolu Talks hey. and Arnold Reasons. Hey. <laughs> he was just randomly um randomly as he's listening, they're giving me constant feedback. It's like, yeah, Pete, I don't agree with you on this. So yeah, oh. it's, it's it's super good. It's super fun. Yeah. That's dope. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Tolu um and Arnold. Um and all our listeners really. Yeah, and Angela, Angela's been uh, <laughs> Angela's been sending shots every now and then as well. So, yeah. <laughs> I need to get her. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, it's the heavy hitters. Um, shall we go one hit, one hit each? For... Yes, sir. Sorry, not sorry. Yes, sir. Should I go first? Yeah, you can go first. Cool. Hopefully, I can. Hopefully, I can hold this. Look, this one, this one's going to be maybe a bit of a personal shot, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no offense. <laughs> mm. Um. So, uh, my question is regarding where we draw the line as Christians between tolerance and um, and speaking our truth or speaking the truth. Mm. I don't necessarily believe in um, subjective truths, but I ask yeah. that to you. Um, having worked in the public sector, having, you know, doing your things with, um, doing your doing your stuff with writers and scribes, where you know there's a lot of observance or tolerance for you know personal preference and pronouns, yeah. Yeah. other than that yeah. jazz. Yeah. So where do you draw the line between tolerance and speaking the truth? Yeah, it's 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 a tricky one. Um, and I'm not, just just a disclaimer. I'm not homophobic or transphobic or any of that jazz. I just think, you know, a lot that's of a good disclaimer because interesting. <laughs> that's a good disclaimer. Um, I think so. Um, this this is a bit of a philosophical. This is just personally, so it of isn't course, particularly um, reflective of writers and scribes stance or anything like that. <laughs> Um, I'll put the professional disclaimer out. Uh, you know, no one's there. Man, the abuse expression. Long term, yeah, not to the organisation. No other ones. Let's go. Um, but it, it does um, enrich my in- interactions in writers and scribes, and so my stance is a bit of a, ph- a philosophical one, where um, your perspective may not be true, but it's still valid. Mm. Mm. And so it's essentially it's I may not agree with your stance, I may not think there's any truth to it, but to you it's valid and it shapes your living experience. And so because it's valid to you, I need to treat it with respect. 
A little pushback. Isn't that the mm-hmm. whole subjective truth thing? So, my, my, and the reason I say that is even if I don't believe that it's true, mm. the sheer fact that it has affected your worldview, mm. I need to, in, in, in order for me to treat you respectfully, I need to be able to treat your perspectives respectfully. So I don't need to agree with it. Mm, the weight is on you as a human being and you yes. having a, a, a valid um, lived experience. Yes, yes. Mm. I'm validating your lived experience and mm. I'm validating the, the perspectives that you have that mm. shapes those li- that lived experience. Now, mm. we may have dialogue that may change your perspective, but until your perspective changes, you're st- so it's like, you may believe that the earth is flat and everybody around you is saying, no, that's nonsense, which it is. It's nonsense. <laughs> the, world, the world is not flat. But you will live with a genuine understanding that you can literally walk off the edge of the world. Well, the ice walls prevent that, but yeah. Well, but you, you'll believe that there, there's like defined... There's a point in which like you can the world stops mm. um, and some people believe that there's like <laughs> the Jurassic Park in the middle of the world um, <laughs> the wild ones there but it's like in as much as scientifically and just logically that does not make well logically you can argue that but scientifically it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. um, but it has shaped your perspective of the world and if I expect you to take my perspective seriously, I need to take yours seriously to extend the exact um, uh, courtesy mm. that I'm expecting to get from you. And that's, that's been my stance where it's like, I may not agree with your point. It may not be true, but to you is valid. And if I want to, if I want to acknowledge and respect you, I need to acknowledge and respect all the ideas and everything that has shaped you into who you are right now. Mm. And so you may have like, I don't watch horror films. You do. You're weird. But I've got to respect that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I and think so it's a personal thing. <laughs> trust far. me. But it's like, if yeah, if yeah. you have a legion living in you, and so you call yourself they, um, that's a joke. If you if you call yourself they, that's, that's your business. Isn't it? Um, in me taking you seriously, I will call you they. Mm. Because I'm not trying to invalidate your existence or your lived experience. Mm. But it's a case in which if you ask me my opinion, that's a different situation. Mm. But even though in society now, asking people their opinion is, is almost like getting them to crucify themselves. Yeah. Um, but it's one of them ones where it's like, as, we, as we've always tried to do, I will try to um, express that in as much as this is my opinion mm. it doesn't change the fact that i still value you as a human being and so i'll engage with you how you decide to you want to be engaged with mm. Mm. it doesn't i don't see you any less or any greater because you want to be plural you're still one person mm. um and i'll engage with you as whoever you've decided to, to it's almost like saying don't call me peter call me pete and I'm like, no, your birth name is Peter. I'm going to call you Peter. <laughs> you know, like that. Like, mm. on your birth certificate, I'm like, no. This is, this is how you want to be identified. It's, it's, it's like, for me, just like, ah. This mm. is, it, means, it means something to you. And because yeah. I respect you as a person, I respect your decisions. Mm. But it doesn't make a difference to me. 
because I know that your birth name is Pio. Mm. Mm, okay. I so mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, so fair. yeah, the, that the notion kind of comes back to um, your 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 opinion, your perspective doesn't have to be true to be valid. Like to you, is valid, and because mm. I value you, I will value your perspective, even though mm. I don't think it's true. Mm. I will value it. If I, Just, if it comes to conversation and stuff, I will tell you that I don't I don't believe that. But yeah. like, you like that's what you hold to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm respecting mean, you. To, to some extent, it it, um, it mirrors what Christ did. I'm thinking of the lady at the well who, you know, once she had identified Christ as a prophet, you know, mm. after after he had <laughs> called her out on her uh, on her life, then chooses to go and get theological with him. So, oh yeah, well, you Jews say this, and we Samaritans say this, and Christ didn't invalidate what she said. I mean, obviously, uh, by what he said, there, there was truth to. You know, it's from the Jewish line. The Samaritans are a little bit different. So, yeah. you know, you're talking about this is is this, but he then goes on to speak to the truth of the matter, which is at some point it doesn't matter. Yeah. What will matter is worshiping in spirit and truth. And mm. you see a grace there in him not invalidating her yeah. existence. You know, um, and even so, to yeah, the point yeah. of like just being like, this is your sin. Like mm. you have no husband. You've had five. Yeah. Um, but the guy you're living with now, yeah. you're just shacking up with. Come on, but still being like, <laughs> you can still have the living water. You can still enjoy. These times, <laughs> these times, if it was Pentecost, you you wouldn't be allowed to come to the front. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, no shots, no shots. No, nah, um, there's shots. That's that's one thing that I really dislike about church discipline. Oh man. In general, where it's like, if a girl gets pregnant, you're stripped off everything. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think the way that's handled should be, should be with grace. But the mandem kind of roll through. I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna go go too much on it. <laughs> like mandem go through. Them ones where it's just like the drummer is sleep is sexing up half the quiet choir members and them things there. But my man is still the drums ain't the only thing he's beating. And man still beating drums. Yo. <laughs> you know, but two twos, as soon as girls start showing a little belly in that, like, mm, are you gaining weight or are you gaining weight? Speaks to it when you need the drums for worship. So. Hey. Anyway, enough shots. Enough shots. <laughs> I'm just shooting the wall. Yeah. Um, cool. I'm, I'm happy with that. Sweet. Um, so... This, this one is a bit more, my question for you is a bit of a um, covenant question. Okay. Um, so I, I say covenant loosely. It's not covenant per se, but it's the contents of the old covenant and the translation into the new. So um, God gave the old covenant in the Ten Commandments and everything, well, in the form of the Ten Commandments and everything. Mm. Um and like we could not live up to it. Mm. The Jew, the Jewish community were like, well, I say Jewish community, like Mount Sinai, them man were like, yeah, 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 we got this, we got this. Mm. Like, whatever you want, we got this. Um now, is it unfair for a holy, just, and righteous God to place the weight of an impossible covenant? On the shoulders of fallen men. Is it unfair? Well, so here, here's the thing. 
saying unfair, mm. saying unfair requires an understanding of, well, it requires the establishment of a, for lack of a better word, a protocol by which I can measure what is and isn't fair, mm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so for man, for, for, for me to say it's unfair, what what protocol am I using? Mm. And am I in a position to present that protocol or establish that protocol? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And it basically, you know, for not wanting to just quote the scripture, you know, is it how can the I say not just quote the scripture, but I, I want to I wanted to 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 sort of answer it in a way that I think everyone can, you know, that's accessible to everyone without mm. maybe knowing the scripture. But I think the scripture actually um, the parable is good enough. What can the clay say to the potter? You know, like like what what can the clay say to the potter? Is it unfair for the clay to or for the potter to do whatever he wants with the clay? He's the potter, you know. So is it unfair? I can't say it's unfair for God to do anything because I can't establish a a set of laws or a, a set of rules and regulations by which to judge God as unfair. Mm. However when god gave them the 10 commandments and and what we see from everything to do with the 10 commandments is that it, the point wasn't complete and perfect obedience to it because mm-hmm. that wasn't possible mm-hmm. the point was and you look at the people that god has demonstrated the most love or not not even demonstrated the most love for he demonstrated love for all of us in his death um for us but you look at the people you know in the, in the hall of faith or you know hebrews 5 uh, is it hebrews 5 or hebrews 11 one of them um 11. you look at 11, 11 yeah so you look at david you look at abraham you look at moses none of them guys um well abraham abraham maybe what because it was beforehand but David, Moses, all of them guys. None of them actually perfectly obeyed the law. Abraham didn't. Yeah, no, he didn't. But uh, the, the reason I, I put him out is because he was before the law. So yeah, yeah. But um, n- none of them, none of them obeyed it to the extent where they actually flouted the law quite significantly. Um, David, you know, going into the holy of holies, eating the holy bread, you know, killing. Um, Bathsheba's husband sleeping with Bathsheba all, all of that you know like it was never about complete obedience to it the law was given so that we can see like if we didn't know now we know oh yeah we can't be holy without you and so the law and all the um all the sacrifices and and loopholes and all of that not loopholes per se but all the ways in which god demonstrated grace through the law was the point that now it's it's never been about just you guys um being holy it's always been about you guys have fallen and no one is holy but i want to i love you guys so much and i want you guys to be with me and where your unholiness would mean that you'd be extinguished by my holiness here's a way by which you can come and commune with me and we see that first you know foretold by the law and all the sacrifices Mm -hmm. and all the entire you know entire old covenant and we see that fulfilled in jesus christ and we are experiencing the the um I would say the better side of that in that now we walk as 
living tabernacles as you know temples of god whereas they had to walk with the temple and, and when christ when the spirit would come on someone it would rest on them for a while and have to leave but with us he never leaves or forsakes us it's, it's just yeah so I, I wouldn't i wouldn't say it's unfair I'll, I'll say it's incorrect to presume that was the point mm. um, but i like the answer yeah I like that answer. I wanted, I wanted you to drive, which you did um, in bringing it back to Jesus, where it's very much mm. like what we couldn't do, Jesus has done. And yeah. it wasn't like, I don't believe that the point of the law was for us to live up to it because we can't. Mm. The point of the law was to point, was to make absolutely clear that man yeah. cannot do this in and of himself, but we yeah. need a saviour. We need someone to rescue us and that someone cannot be man. It has, it's, that person has to be divine has to be like beyond humanity um person has to be god the most stressful thing about the ten commandments and then the over 300 commandments that came from the breakdown of those ten was christ then comes and is like yeah you've heard if you sleep with someone's wife you've committed adultery i'm telling you if you think of sleeping like it was like oh you guys thought okay you've got the law you've got all these rules and you know human beings will always find a way around it it's like nah it's deeper than that <laughs> yeah yeah and and you know it's it's so peak that even when the the disciples discovered what it means to be married. The apostles discovered what it means to be married. Then men were like, it's better if no man gets married than fam. Oh, this, you know? this is mad. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that was sorry, not sorry. Um, so a couple of things jumped to mind um, that we could talk about today. Um the first one that uh, I'll just speak of maybe probably briefly is, I don't know if it's longevity or whatever, but it's basically, so you've heard that um, Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. are going to have an exhibition match. Mm. And I was just wondering what your thoughts are on, you know, these are relatively older men. Mm-hmm. You know, all things considered with, with combat sports as a young man's game. Yeah. Um, but they were at such a height in their prime mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at Roy Jones Jr. training, I'm looking at Mike Tyson training, and I'm like, yo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's looking a little bit eh, maybe a little bit slower, but still a lot faster than a lot of the things we're seeing. <laughs> and like especially with Tyson, like the mm. power. Yeah, it's just ferocious. The last thing to go, though, isn't it? Power is the last. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more concerned for Roy Jones because that speed, that athleticism that he had, Mm. obviously will have to go down a little bit. Um, but still, like I was watching some of his thing, he's throwing like three left hooks, and it's like, "Mm." (laughs) like, there's a lot of techniques still there. Ah. A lot of muscle memory. But my question was, you know, like, what do you think of about it? What, what do you think of with regards to longevity and doing something, being so good at something, doing something for so long that, you know, after 10, 12 years out from doing that thing, you can still sort of come back and, and do it. And, and like, is there anything in your life now that you are you are attacking with that sort of intensity? Um, so I think 
I, I think there there is there is something that I am attacking mm. with that sort of intensity, and I think the things that I am attacking with that intensity, I'm actually attacking it with longevity in mind. Okay, I'm actually I'm approaching it with I'm I'm chipping away at this now, mm. but what I'm actually looking at is ten years from now. Interesting. So there's that and there's that intentionality from from jump. Yeah, yeah, and I'm happy. Like those two things are photography and poetry, and so for the most part, people around me are doing phenomenal work with their poetry and, and their photography. Mm. Like Jamelia's just been accepted onto like a very prestigious um, advanced poetry course that like I think they had thousands of applications and they only took in about twelve people or something like that. Dope. And she, yeah, she's been accepted into it, and it's like the mentorship is just phenomenal. Um, mm. She's been accepted into another mentorship. Um, like she's she's prime for like <laughs> she's, she's get, working for that poet laureate thing. Isn't um, it? Like she's she's just ready to drop a book and stuff. But mm. she's at a point where she's like, I'm like I don't have enough work to do that. But like she's like her work is phenomenal. Um, mm. There's another friend who just dropped a book. And the book is, is ridiculous. But I'm, I'm looking at guys like Peter Kahn. Mm. And Peter Kahn just dropped his first book, The Three Kings. Oh. And if if anyone knows Peter Kahn from the poetry yeah. scene, yeah, this guy, been, yeah. this guy has been about for at mm. least two decades. At least two decades. To the point where people are dropping books and are going to Peter Kahn for like reviews and them things there. But mm. he just dropped his first book. And his first book, bro, I've only read like seven poems, but it's them ones where I just read a poem and put it down and I'm just like, nah, this guy is just an absolute beast. Mm. Because he's putting so much work into the craft, like the book is just pure gold. Mm. And it's, it's people like that that I'm looking to and I'm just like, I don't need to rush. I don't need to rush it. And so I'm, I'm putting in work now with poetry and photography and I'm just like, I'm not even looking to drop anything right now. Like, if opportunity comes and I feel like God is saying, go for it, I'll go for it. But my mindset isn't. My mindset initially was, I need to put something out. Like, everybody's putting something out. I need to do something. And I was beating myself up. But right now, I'm just like, no. And so I'm looking at longevity. And I was listening to this one talk. um, And the talk was something similar to what we're saying now. That when it comes to sport and physical contact stuff, there's there's an expiration date. Mm. there's only so long that your body can go taking hits to the head there's only so long your body can go running after football every 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 other week yeah but when it comes to like art and it comes to photography and it comes to poetry and it comes to some of these artistic expressions it's like it's almost like fine wine rather than vinegar mm. and so yeah. it's, it's just one of them ones that I'm, I'm and so when it comes to my photography and, it come, and these are just like practical stuff and comes of photography when it comes to um, poetry I'm very much like I'm thinking long term I'm thinking like 10 years down the line I'm thinking I want to make every day count within that 10 year trajectory mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah it's such such that it's like every day I'm chipping away at it to some degree there's some and sort of intentionality how did you come to conclusion regarding these two areas that you want to do it that way because I, I, I don't know maybe it's just me but I've never well for the longest time, it's never been about the ten-year sort of mm. outlook. It's been I, I need to I need to get this. Like it's always just been I need to do today what I can do, if that makes sense, and, yeah. and do and with everything. So so how did you yeah, get to that there's, point? There? 
So I think yeah. there's there's definitely the reality that I may I may not live to the ten years. Stress. I may not live to the ten years. Like mm. the Bible calls us to like there's prayers in the Bible is like like calls us to count our days. Our days recognize that our days are numbered. We may not hit tomorrow. Um and I think it's so I was reading this book and it's it's got nothing to do with poetry or photography. I'll actually recommend that book. Um but it's very much like in living each day as if it was your last, it, it puts a whole new perspective on things and it, mm. it gives you that unction to be able to place emphasis on things that you want to place emphasis on. And for me, definitely one thing I want to place emphasis, emphasis on is creativity. And my personal expression is photography and poetry. And in terms mm. of how I got to that, those two, um, there was a whole load of prayer. There was a whole load of back and forth. There was a whole load of discernment. There was a whole load of trying different things. Um, like for those who know me or who have, who have been exposed to my work would know that from like I've done I've done videography I've done poetry I've done photography I've, I've dabbled in graphic design I've done like drawing bro like visual, I've, I've done I've done quite a few different visual stuff I've done mm. I even I've did like so I studied computer engineering it's, it's like and I say I say that I still see that as being creative because I loved um, software development Mm. and to me that that is creative like mm. there's a problem and i'm creatively like solving it even though mm. i'm writing code it's still creative um and so I've, I've very much been wired for the creative but it's in starting to un- through prayer and just through like talking and stuff like that i'm starting to understand how like how god has wired me and mm. what god has wired me to do and there's there's a initially there was a hesitation to to accept that because i felt in accepting that I'm closing the door to possibilities, the possibility mm. of like doing dope films, the possibilities of doing dope graphic design and stuff like that. But there's also the the freedom and boundaries to know that this is my boundary and so I can, I have freedom within this. And even recognizing that like our freedom is in Jesus, like Jesus is a boundary to our freedom. Mm. As soon as we step out of that, we're no longer in freedom. We're actually bound to sin outside of jesus but in jesus we're free from sin and free onto the good works that he has prepared for before the, before the foundations of the earth and so there is freedom in boundary it's funny it reminds me of just just that little um that little demonstrate that little illustration you gave you know the, the freedom that's in the boundary that is christ mm. um reminded me of the uh the satellite kite satellite story kite, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the idea that the the string holding the kite can be viewed as a restriction, mm-hmm. but it's actually because of that tension, it's because of that restriction that a kite is actually able to fly in the first place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to remove it is to, well, is to resign is to resign the kite to eventually just falling to the ground, unable exactly. to fly. And, so and, it's, and it's, another mm. really like profound um, illustration that I love is a tree. Mm. the deeper the roots the higher the branches and it's Mm. like you have to be grounded you have to be planted in a specific place Mm. in order to go higher and it's just like unless we're planted like the deeper we're planted in christ the deeper we're planted within the boundaries the higher we can go in him Mm. and it isn't even a case of going higher but it's just the more free we are to experience and to live life as he's called us to Mm. um and even like the parable of, of the seeds and the four types of soil, 
like the yeah. good soil that was there, mm. like bore fruit and like took root and all of them things there. Mm. So yeah, um, just coming to grips with and becoming a lot more content with who God has made me mm. and recognizing that like, yeah, it may not be as, as glamorous as like trying to do this and trying to do that, but like, yo, this this is who I'm wired to be. This this is who God has called me to be and I'm content in trying to just put in work into this. And yeah. that's why I'm looking at 10 years. Yeah. I'm just so like, so with, yeah. with this, 10 years down the line, what does that look like with your, so, with your photography? So what I, what I would like, um, what I would like is within 10 years to be, so that so the approach that I'm kind of working towards is um, being a part of some um, reputable um, gallery or collective mm. or something like that in terms of photography. Mm. Um, so to be to have exhibitions, to be like putting on exhibitions and stuff, and potentially have an agent who like helps push my work out. Mm. Um, so that's that's what that would look like. But <clears throat> in order to be in those spaces, like you need to be able to market yourself well, but you also need to be able to deliver the goods <laughs> consistently. Mm. So. Um, and that's why I'm just like, it's developing my style, developing my like vision and them things there. But in terms of poetry, I don't know. Um, in terms of poetry, I'm not too sure. Mm. I, I'm in a space where it's like, I don't want my art to take me away from family too much. And so I would want my work to be able to live outside of me yeah if that makes sense so it's like yeah, my yeah. photography can be in galleries be in exhibitions yes i'm a go i'm a like mingle and do all them things there but it doesn't like if i'm shooting film mm. i have to be there every single day of the shoot and that's consistent time away from the family mm. but if i'm doing photography i can go out for one day and then come back home and then edit and as i'm editing i'm home mm. and then if there's like an event, yes, there'll be like events and maybe like a tour or whatever, and I may need to like travel around and stuff. But I view, I see creating videos as being more taxing than that. And so I would want my poetry work to kind of fall along alongside that where I can still be present mm. family wise and the poetry kind of doing his own thing. So potentially, potentially books, potentially like online publications and stuff like that. But yeah, I haven't figured that part out yet. My mindset with that is just. Let's mm. let's start doing good work, poetry wise, mm. and kind of see. And I think even with all of these plans and all of these things, there's very much a mindset of, all right, cool, God, where are you looking to take this? Yeah. Like I like I enjoy doing this, and so even if like it's only my family that see my pictures and like Instagram see my pictures, I will still put in work. Mm. But there's still that mindset of, all right, cool, God, like you have put this in my heart and you have given me this assurance that there is something that you want to do with this mm. and so I'm, I'm going to trust you with this something that you want to do with it it may yeah. just be that someone like double taps it or someone but i don't know but mm. whatever you have intended to do with this like let it be done so yeah, yeah and as much as i'm looking at galleries and blah 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 if i don't get into a gallery but i'm still making i'm still taking pictures that i am i'm really happy with it's still all good i'm still i'm still content yeah. But it's still a case in which I'm dedicated. I want this to be one of them things where it's like 10 years down the line, I'm still putting in work. I'm still yeah. turning out stuff that I'm happy with. 
Um, and as I said, this is just uh, um, creative side. Mm. So there are other things as well. So and with the question of if I'm to die today, what would I, what would I want to have like done, or what would I have placed importance on, or whatever? There's four categories, and all of those categories, I'm like, I'm seeing this as longevity. So obviously, there's relationship with God, there's relationship with my wife, relationship with my kids, there's creativity, photography, and thing, um, poetry, and then there's investing in people. Mm. And so those four categories, I'm just like, every day I need to do something in these categories. Um, and in doing something in these categories, I want to do it consistent. I want to be intentional about these things. And this is what I want to be remembered for. Mm. And so it's like longevity is this. Mm. So yeah, that's for me. And that's that's a very interesting question because I've been doing a lot of thought and a lot of like journaling and a lot of thinking around that for the past week or two. So it's very interesting. I think it kind of, in me articulating it, I recognise just how much thought I've put into it. Yeah. Yeah. How about yourself? That's, that's dumb. Um, and it doesn't so, have to be, like, as clear-cut and kind of clear as mine. I recognise that I've put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, yeah. I think the the interesting thing with me is it's never been it's so I, yeah like i said I, i've never thought okay 10 years down the line i want to be doing this or mm. i was speaking to i was speaking to anita um one time and i was talking about like even just so i hate running evidently i hate running um but when i do run if i look at the end point so say i turn a corner and you know i'm running back to the house or something and i keep looking at the house it will constantly feel too far away Mm. but if I keep looking like if I just look down and it's just about the next step it's just mm-hmm. about it's just about taking that next step you know yeah. then I'll eventually get there and it's a yeah. lot easier for me mm-hmm. so I found that with a lot of the a lot of the things I do it's sort of there's so many things that God's given me or God's put on my heart to do and so I just I just keep going on all of them whenever but what, what 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 I found works for me. Oh, actually, I'll just even put this out there because it might not necessarily be the best way to do it. But it's just I keep doing things. I keep doing things, and I'm watching what's working, mm-hmm. and then whatever's working becomes a process that I um, that I sort of solidify, if that makes sense, or mm-hmm. I, I sort of make more structured and and that's that's something that i know works and so i you know that's that's a process there that i can use so with like podcasting like we started with this one mm-hmm. and it started with editing this one and it was like okay what sort of works what folders do i need what's the workflow and just kept on doing it doing it so that you know an episode gets out yeah. until i see okay this this particular set of steps seems to always keep repeating themselves all right so let's pay more attention to that let's improve that process mm. and now you know by god's grace i'm editing like six five five podcasts or so four or five and it's like that process has been the backbone of all of them mm. you know and it makes it such that it's easier to do but it was never a thing of when i started i was thinking Oh, well, eventually. Edit five four podcasts. Yeah. Well, yeah. well it, it was even when I when we started, I wasn't thinking if I'm editing two, if I'm editing three, how do I do it? It was just I'm editing this one. 
and just need to make sure we get one out every week yeah and look at what works and then sort of define the process and then improve the process and that continues happen that continues to happen even today as well okay i can add this to the process i can create this template i can do that so it's always been just about taking that next step for me mm. um and where i've always sort of rebelled against the idea of boundaries and and um and categories and stuff like that mm. i'm beginning to wonder if you know obviously i see the merits in them because they are so widely um they are so widely used and if they wouldn't be widely used if they weren't if they didn't work yeah but it's also it's also yeah trying to figure out how i can implement something like that in mm. in my workflow because there's there's so much and because there isn't that 10, 20 years down the line where I don't want to be is just what's the next step. Yeah. You know, maybe I don't I don't have the perspective of putting them all in categories because it's just getting on with things, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. You've definitely been um, averse to <laughs> to boxes, to categories, to yeah, yeah. only box I'll fit in is the coffin. And even then <laughs> that'll be a struggle. <laughs> which which is something that i have struggled with because i recognize mm. that as human beings we all need boxes we all need categories yeah. to be able to deal with things to a certain degree some people more so than others mm. um but it's when we become limited and bound by these categories that we start to think of everything as this or that you don't want to lock yourself in you yeah. want it to be a tool that you can use yeah that helps you but you don't want to ever be restricted not, not even just restricted by it because that word has negative connotations. you don't want to help you don't want to be held back yeah by or limited you, it's like not yeah it's like not recognize the fullness of who you are because you're mm. just like i am this yes um yeah and yeah. still it's like saying life. it's like saying I'm, I'm a pieces or i'm an aries so i have yeah. to do these things it's like yeah. well no not necessarily you know i don't necessarily even believe in those star signs i think they have a different relevance that's been perverted but um yeah it's it's not is it, you can't the second you limit yourself to whatever category then it becomes a it becomes a bane rather than a blessing yeah and i, I see it kind of definitely be it can definitely be a blessing and it's i have I have, where you have shied away from them, I have embraced them a bit too much. And I think that we're both kind of converging to the middle to some degree, mm, where mm. we're recognising that there's there's benefits on either side of, of the argument, um, yeah. which which is good on both yeah. parts. Yeah. Um, I think, just, just thinking about it now, I think my, my idea of longevity is, is being holistic. So, so where, where, like, you know, you are right in that I, I have shied away from them and I'm now sort of moving towards the middle of the river, as you will. Um, I, I recognise that everything, so the, the way that I see it is everything has to complement or at least affects everything else. Mm. So the intensity with which, you know, I go into a, you know, a fight if, if we're having, if you're for karate, is the same intensity with which I'll go against, you know, a an issue I'm facing with some code or, or with, yeah. with, a, with a test I'm trying to create, you know, and it's still, it's still, I just need to take that next step. I just mm. need to get past this and, you know, I, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to figure out the next technique. I'm going to learn. I'm going to practice. But it's just, it's the holistic approach to it. So, I'm that same karate person. I'm that same karateka when I'm testing. Oh, yeah. 
when it comes to the Bible study or when it comes to, you know, all of those things need to, or in my opinion, affect each other. And that's why yeah. that's one of the ways in which it's, it blurs think, the lines for me. I think the thing that um, stands out for me and forms part of my argument is that, like, you have decided or you have chosen karate. Mm. You have chosen coding. You have chosen this. You have chosen that. And it's like, you could have done boxing. You, mm. did, you did boxing for a little while. Mm, you could mm. have done um, Taekwondo. Like we trained with um, absolute karate, um, absolute, absolute guys. Yeah, 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 absolute kickboxing. And, yeah. Still train with them every now and then when I get and, a chance. And, yeah. And it's like, I know that there's a fluidity in mm. what you do and that I don't need to do karate. I don't need to do this. I can do boxing. I can do this. I can kind of switch up. And even wanted to do like jujitsu and stuff. It's you're recognizing you do that. that <laughs> <laughs> you're recognizing the, the gaps in your yeah. knowledge and how yeah. you can plug it. But it's like you've still chosen specific outlets. Mm. And whereas I have stuck fast to like individual outlets and the mistakes that I made was I held too strongly onto these individual outlets. And I mm. made these outlets a source of um, identity as mm. opposed to what I'm doing with them and what I'm actually getting from them. Mm. Um, I made like, I like training and I found gym as where I can train efficiently. And so I held on to gym as opposed to my need for the gym or what I use the gym for, if that makes sense. Mm, mm. And so I would hold on to the expression as opposed to the reason for me going for the expression. Mm. Um, and so moving away from that, and, so, and that was my box. That then became a source of identity, moving away from that and just being like, no, nah, like, I enjoy this. If it lasts, it lasts. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Mm. Um, but I think what I'm trying to emphasize is that there's still a a tangible um, outworking of an internal, um, not conundrum, but it's like something you're trying to figure out internally. Mm. You're working it out. Manifest, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you're trying to train your body. Mm. And so that has that has looked like it hasn't so much looked like gym as in like going to the gym and bench pressing and blah blah blah. It's looked more like a functional form of exercise, which is martial mm. arts. Mm. And then you're doing gym workouts that complements the martial arts. Mm. And so you go to the gym and use kettlebells and stuff as opposed to just going on the bench. Yeah. Um, so, so hey, the gym get heavier kettlebells. You guys are you guys are rough. <laughs> And so you have, you have chosen a specific outlet mm. and it's almost like that is your box. Mm. But the box is one that you have chosen. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So so I guess I guess part of what I'm <coughs> struggling through is some of the differences between that. So where I guess it's recognizing it's recognizing the natural limits to things because you mentioned okay yeah you know gym becomes a box that you hold on to but what we tend to see and what's even evidence with, with with yourself is you know where someone focuses on one thing they tend to get a lot better in that if that makes mm-hmm. sense a lot quicker yeah. than if you're focusing on a lot of different things mm-hmm. and so I guess the the, the question or, or the the secret is recognizing the 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 natural limits to the 24 hours you have available or mm-hmm. if you sleep for six or eight hours you know however much time you've got left yeah. because in that same way where maybe you know i'm doing everything i'm getting better at everything at a much slower rate mm-hmm. than 
someone who's focused on on one thing so you know take muscle ups for instance you've got to do muscle ups long before i ever got to do full pull-ups and i still can't do muscle ups because i'm not focused on 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 that as much you know mm. and so it becomes a it becomes an interesting it becomes an interesting fight for balance yeah and I, I want to emphasize as well that it's, it's like there's no one right right way mm. Um, I do think it, it's based on like calling dispositions, like how God has wired you and stuff like that. Mm. Um, for some people, like God has made them generalists in that they they will they will have knowledge on like a wide array of things. Yeah. Um, but other people are more specialists, so they'll have mm. more in depth knowledge on like one particular okay. thing, yeah. and that's fine. There's room for the two. There's room for there's room for Paul. There's room for Peter. There's room for John. Mm. There's room for mm. Mark. It's like if if God just wanted everyone to be uniformed, He would have just created one person. Um, yeah. There's room for diversity, and so it's not it's not particularly wrong to to either have my stance or your stance is is more so that what makes it wrong is how in la- how how much you deviate from where god wants you mm, mm. and i think that's it i think that's the thing where it's just like i like i know that god has specifically told me and this like whether you believe god speaks or not that's that's your own problem but god has specifically told me that it's like it's photography and poetry like a pen and a lens that's that those are my two instruments Mm. Um, and I, I have like tried to push and pull and try to, but I've come to the point where I'm just like, yeah, th- these are mine. Yeah. And it's like mm. for me, th- there's there's a lot of freedom in that. There's mm. a lot of freedom in knowing that these these are my these are my things that God has God has given me, both for my enjoyment, for His glory, but also for the benefit of those around me. Yeah. And I think there's there's those three elements that kind of come into it. But it's like mm. for the benefit of those around me, for my for my enjoyment and for his glory. Yeah. So yeah, it's discovering who you are and not necessarily trying to be like everybody else. Just yeah. trying to be more and more in line with what who God has made you. Mm. Yeah, no, that's dope. So yeah. yeah, I think I think it's dope as well, like even though you um like I have so my um, view in terms of 10 years um, is because of a specific word that was said to me by somebody else at the beginning of 2020. That's why I've, kind of, I've had the 10-year point in mind. Mm. Um, and so again, that's my experience, my yeah. perspective, my this. And so it's like, you may not agree with it, but it's, an, it's a perspective that has shaped my lived experience. And so you mm. can't dismiss it. Mm. And that's where the, the, my answer to the question kind of comes back into it. Right, um, right. And you haven't had that experience, and so it hasn't shaped yours as much as it has mm. shaped mine. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's these things where it's just like navigating to which shapes the way we live. But yeah. even in, and as I said, even in having this 10-year trajectory, I recognise that it may not be in line with where God wants me. And mm. so even in me having this 10 year timeline, I need to be ready to lay it down at any point. Yeah. It's holding on to something up until God says to let go. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. That's the most important thing. You see that with Abraham, with Isaac, it's like, yeah, you said that they're going to have loads of children and you call this one my only son, Isaac, mm. and you're like, I should go and kill him. 
But yeah, yeah. I think that's that's also where you see what's most important is God. Mm. And not, not ourselves, not our pleasure or our will, but God's will. And the beauty of it is God's will will always be best for us anyway. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think I think that's a good place to round up actually. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it's a decent decent uh Decent conversation about longevity. I think I'll call this one. It's a long thing. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be fun trying to find artwork for this. Hey, how long is a piece of string, right? Yeah. Hey. Cool. All right. Um, hookups. Oh yes. I'll let you go first this time. So this hookup is for husbands. Oh, interesting. This hook, this hookup is for husbands. Um, it's a book from Crossway Publishers. Like anything from Crossway, you know, is gonna bang. Like until Crossway, until it doesn't. Fab. Like Crossway no, they're is dope. They're dope. Crossway is one of those dope Christian um, yeah. publishers that and not like almost everything that comes from them is solid. Mm. Um, but this one is by C J Mahani, I believe his last name is. Okay. And it's called Sex, Romance, and the Glory of God. <laughs> One for the husbands. For the husbands, yeah. Yes, strictly for the husbands. If you're not married, don't look at this. Yeah? Because <laughs> we're looking at Song of Solomon's. And it says, do not awaken love before it's time. Mm, so just Take chill. your time. Take your Come time. Come on. But yeah, yeah. like the, I'm reading the book right now. Um, and it's, it's very challenging stuff. Like, regardless of how well you think you are as a husband. Mm you will be challenged. And nice. even, if, even if you think like you are the worst husband ever, there is encouragement in it. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, like the book, the book's solid. Um, it's very, <laughs> it's very um, down to earth. Yeah. It's, it's dope. Um, I really enjoyed it. There's, there's one section of the book that I really want to read. It's, <laughs> It's mad, it's mad, but I need to read it. It is mad, but I need to read it. <laughs> yeah, that might be my next, uh, I'll see if it's on Audible. That might be my next Probably. Audible, Audible purchase. Yeah. I think it was only like £4 um, yeah. for the book itself. Mm. I've sort of transitioned to audiobooks now. All right, let me read this excerpt, yeah? <laughs> Let's go. Um... <laughs> So he's calling from another book. I agree with Tom uh, Gledhill, who is, he in his fine commentary on the Song of Songs relishes God's gift of married sexuality and expresses himself with a surprising and, from my perspective, refreshing candor that, and that's entirely appropriate on this topic. And this is the quote. This unbashed reveling in creaturelessness, uh, creatureliness, must not be cramped by thoughts that it is all somehow beneath our dignity and that we would be better praying than making love. For this is a false dichotomy. Mm. That must be banished forever. We do not need to sanctify an entirely natural act by having simultaneous spiritual thoughts about God whilst in our spouse's arms. Bouncing buttocks... (laughs) 
phallic thrusts, heaving bodies, signs and moans and giggles are all part of the God-given natural order of things. Preach. And then the, the author goes, now that's a scholar who hurries home from the library. <laughs> I read that part on the bus, and you know what was I looked at and said, "Oh, that is dope." That is dope, and it's, oh, it's just it's it really just, and especially in a from church cultures where like yeah. sexual purity is held at such a high standard, yeah. we can um and are about sexual intimacy outside of uh, within marriage, um, where some women and men have shared how they felt dirty after having sex. Um, after having been a virgin before marriage, mm. just because they've they've idolized their virginity, and it's like this book for husbands, anyways, really just dispels it and just like makes you recognize just how much like God endorses yeah. and is for um, marital sex, yeah. but then challenges the husband in how we lead in that. So yeah, I'll definitely recommend that. Sex, Romance, and the Glory of God by C.J. Mahaney. Mahaney? Mahaney? Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Cool. Um, yeah, make sure to send that to me, um, including yeah. the show notes. Yeah. Um, definitely be looking out for Audible. Uh, cool. Um, my hookup is a fitness tracker. Um, the Xiaomi Mi Band 5. It's a... Uh, it's, so Xiaomi, I don't know if they own a Maze Fits or whatever, but they've got another tracker that's slightly more expensive out now. But the Mi Band 5 is is relatively um relatively cheap and it's actually quite good. So I've got that, I've been using that recently. Um just to track, you know, activity steps. It tracks your sleep as well. So I've uh, been getting good um good stats on how little I'm sleeping. Uh, but it, it all came from this uh, this idea that you can't um, you can't manage what you don't measure, mm. um, and so I've been like yeah being a bit more intentional about just measuring you know some of those physical uh, physical stats so that I can make better life decisions. Um, so yeah, it's the Xiaomi Mi Band Five, and I mentioned it because it's a it's a relatively cheap and cheerful um, tracker that you get a lot for. Um, your money. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's my hookup. It's the Jamie Lee Band Five. Yeah, and oh, I've also got an update. So I think a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned to export your if you use Google Play Music, um, mm. because you know a, a long time ago they said yeah you get free music um, storage for all your music, and so I uploaded like forty gigs of my music to Google Play, and then now they're like yeah they're killing the service. So. You have to export your music out, but it turns out you can export your music to YouTube Music for free um, and have it there, and you don't necessarily need a YouTube Music account. So that's a, that's an update. If you have got a Google Play library and you may have exported it and got it on the hard drive somewhere, you can also export it to YouTube Music and still have it in the cloud without having to pay for it. So yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cool. All right. Sweet. Yeah, well, thank you guys for listening. Um, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, and um, you can email us at uh, the furnace UK, no, tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. 
Yo, where's Robert, man? Uh, you guys find us at hotmail.com. You can find us on uh, Instagram, on Twitter, at the Furnace UK. Um, and uh, yeah, shout out to Rude for the intro and outro music. Shout out to Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. And um, I think that's about it, actually. Sweet. Yeah, so this will be the Furnace signing out. Heavy hitters and that. Hey. One, two, KO. Come on. Longevity and ting. Hey. I just want to be heavy hitting even, even at 99. No, there no you one. go. There you go. <laughs>